A message of Christ's love from Mission Bay Community Church. We're going to do John 4, 5 through 42. That's a lot of verses. So we, and it's a dialogue between two characters. So we're actually, Tad and I are going to do a dialogue as our scripture. So it won't be on the board or on the screen. But a couple of things I'd like to just raise to our awareness before we start the scripture. One is that we need to remember that Jewish people, like Jesus, avoided people and the place, Samaria, at all costs. Their two countries were neighbors, but the Jewish people would walk around Samaria and it would take days to kind of do this, but they would do that so they didn't have to go through and perchance upon one of these Samaritans. And that's how much they didn't get along. And of course, today's story is where Jesus is like, I'm going through, right? Because that's what Jesus does. He likes to do things you're not supposed to do. Another thing is that we should note that this conversation happens around a well. And that is an ancient location to tell you something, which is it's usually a dating site, kind of like Tinder or, or Match 2,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago. You're, I'm not kidding. This, like if you heard someone say, and then so-and-so met at a well, I mean, that's, that's what we're talking about, right? So. Rachel and Jacob, as you may recall, met at a well, and it was true love because Rachel said to Jacob's servant, may I draw some water for your camels? And that was like, she's the one, right? <laughs> so this is not exactly a dating story about finding true love per se, but it is about relationship. And finally, let's just also be aware that there were strict gender norms and customs back in the day, and a woman should not speak to a man, especially not in public, not one from some other family, certainly not from the other side of the line. And also, just so we know, Jesus wasn't traveling by himself. He had the disciples with him. And they had been wandering in the desert, and they went ahead into the town to buy food. And so, once again, Jesus is wandering around, he, it is now noon, it is hot, it is a desert, and Jesus is thirsty. And scripture tells us, he's, Tad's going to be Jesus, scripture tells us that a woman from Samaria, that would be me, comes out to the water to draw well, to draw water, and thus starts our scripture. Give me a drink. You're a Jew. How can you ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink? If only you recognized God's gift and who it is that is asking you for a drink, you would have asked him for a drink instead, and he would have given you living water. If you please, sir, you don't have a bucket, and this well is deep. Where do you expect to get living water? Surely you don't pretend to be greater than our ancestors Leah and Rachel and Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it with their descendants and flocks. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give them will never be thirsty. No, the water I give will become fountains within them, springing up to provide eternal life. Give me this water so that I won't have to grow thirsty and have to keep coming all the way here to draw water. Go call your husband and then come back here. I don't have a husband. 
You're right, you don't have a husband. The fact is, you've had five, and the man you're living with now is not your husband. So what you've said is quite true. I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people claim that Jerusalem is the place where God ought to be worshipped. God is spirit, and those who worship God must worship in spirit and truth. I know that the Messiah, the Anointed One, is coming and will tell us everything. I who speak to you now am the Messiah. The woman then left her water jar and went off into the town. She said to the people, Come and see someone who told me everything I have ever done. Could this be the Messiah? At that, everyone set out from town to meet. The disciples and Jesus stayed for two days. Many trusted and believed for themselves that Jesus was the Messiah. Thus ends our scripture. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Tad. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, fill our hearts this evening. Fill us with your living water. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts receive you and hear something afresh for our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have you ever been truly thirsty? I have. And it's not just because I, it's not actually because I grew up in a part of Texas where it's basically a desert. Although that's true, and there are stories to be told. But when I was in college, my freshman year, I was in San Antonio, which is known for being extraordinarily hot. And I have allergies, which some of you who are like me are probably suffering right now. And what do you do when you have allergies? You take an antihistamine. And it was my first year in college. I was at Trinity University in San Antonio, and I was on the basketball team. And I was really excited but I couldn't stop sneezing and hay fever, I was a mess. So I started taking over-the-counter medications. What I didn't realize is that there's a pretty big side effect to some of these, and do you know what that is? Drowsiness, yeah, that was part of it. Oh, I tried to take the non-drowsy ones, but it makes you really dehydrated. And I didn't figure it out. And then by the time I figured it out, I couldn't drink enough water to not be thirsty all the time. And I will never forget basketball practices when I am dying of thirst, and you're kind of going in your mouth, and I'm going and like running to the side of the court to pick up my water bottle, and the coach says something to the effect of like, no water, because she thought we were slacking off, and I was like, I'm dying here, woman. <laughs> it got so bad, there was this one practice where my tongue literally stuck to the roof of my mouth, and I was like, I just gotta get, you know, I'm like watching the clock, I just have 10 minutes to go, right? And um, now the moral of the story is talk to your coach and get a better antihistamine, but for today's purposes, I'm kinda glad I didn't, because there's nothing quite like having that feeling of needing something so desperately and drinking as much water as you want, and it just never got better. Well. 
I think our dialogue, our scripture tonight, is one of two people who are very thirsty. We have Jesus who's been running around in the desert. That'll do it. And he sits down exhausted, and he doesn't have a pail, so he can't get his own water, and he's in need. And then you have this woman from Samaria who comes out to the well, and she has a pail, and she sees this stranger who's not supposed to be there, right? And she is thirsty for something else. And they have this conversation. And what's interesting about our scripture tonight, I mentioned it was long. It is the longest conversation Jesus has with anyone in our scriptures. And it's with this woman that he's not supposed to be friends with. It's with a woman, can we just say that? Amen. It's exciting. But it's also with this person from the other side of the tracks, literally from the other country, who he's not supposed to be hanging out with. And, and yet, they share this conversation. And he offers her something. And she's able to receive it. And they have this back and forth. And you heard it. I need water. Well, where's your bucket? Are you kidding? And then, well, I can give you living water. And then starts this conversation. And she asks, her, she asks the question, why don't our two countries, our cultures, get along? Why, we worship over here. You worship over there. What's going on? And he says, well, I'm here to bridge that. It needs to stop. And in this longest conversation in theology, something happens to that woman, and she leaves her bucket at the well when she leaves the conversation. We all thirst, and she just left the one thing that keeps, that keeps her going, right? must have been some kind of conversation. And not only does she leave her bucket, she goes, and now she has this living water. And she goes and she tells her friends, I think, I think this guy is the Messiah, the one we've been waiting for. And people believed her. And Jesus stayed in this forbidden country for two days. And as it says, he left and people thought, yeah, he's, he's different, he's the one. I wonder what made this woman so thirsty. We know a few things about her, right? Jesus says, you had, you had five husbands, and now you're living with someone who's not your husband, right? And you can take that in lots of different ways, and, and we don't really know what that means. But best guess is that back then, lives were short, and there was a process, and women had to have a man because men ensured your safety and ensure that you had water and food to eat. And so it is not unheard of. Her first husband dies, or there is a war, or she's barren and can't give kids, so she may have been passed around. We don't know what happened. But I think it makes some sense to assume that after five marriages, and now she's with someone else, there's been a lot of disappointment in her life. There's been some struggle, and we don't know why it was there, and really, Jesus doesn't seem too concerned, does he? But she's had some struggles, and she's seen some things, as we might say. 
And then she meets Jesus at this well, and something happens. Perhaps she sees herself differently. Perhaps she finally finds someone to have a conversation with her. Because she's coming at noon, and most of the people go when it's a little bit cooler outside. But given her history, maybe there are some mean women at that well. We don't know. But we do know she came thirsty for one thing, and she went away on fire for something else. And that's exciting. You know, we're in the season of Lent. And Lent is a season where we are preparing for Easter and for the great, uh, wondrous events of resurrection. But on our way, we're aware, and we try to take some time to ask ourselves, where is my thirst? What is it in me that is thirsty? Perhaps, like this woman, you might be lonely. You might be looking for someone to talk to or to ask your questions of. You might have something that you feel like you're ready to share and you haven't figured that out yet. Whatever happens as she talks to God, she's filled. And we do that when we talk to God and when we talk to God in community, right? I think we all thirst for something. So I want us to take a minute. I want us just to think about what it is we thirst for in our lives, in our church, churches, in our community. And then I want to encourage you to think of one step you can do this week towards living waters. What's one thing you can do this week to walk towards God, towards relationship, towards transformation, towards solidarity in God's name? So just want us to take a moment of silence and let's, let's think about it for ourselves. invite you to bring your attention back into the room. And it's Submission Bay custom that we invite each other to speak what's on our hearts. So I would just invite you, if you feel bold and brave, and you want to name the thing that you are thirsting for, and or the one thing you want to do this week, I invite you to share that now.
<laughs> thirsty for organization. Do you, do you have a one step for this week? Do I have a one step for this week? Mm -hmm. Make a list. That's a good step. Anyone else? So my thing is, oh, go ahead. Joey, in the back, please. Thirsting for prayer. And, and this week, what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> 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 right? Get to be intentional this week. Great. Anyone else? So what I was going to say, so I'm, I'm new to this, this congregation, and... Um, I'm feeling the need to like build my community, I'm thirsting for, for more community. And I found a pottery class. I love pottery. And I found it and it works in my schedule. And I was like, yay! And did I sign up? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you ask me next week, I will have signed up for the pottery class. <laughs> yay. Yeah. Well, thank you for those of us who are willing to share, and thank you for considering. Please join me in prayer. God, you're, we are your people, and we are thirsty. We are thirsty for you. Help us this week. Help us each day. When we feel, when we feel thirsty, to reach out to you, to reach out to our communities so that we might be filled with your living waters rather than the consumption that is all around us. We ask these things in your son's name. Amen. For more information about our church and opportunity to give to our ministry, visit our website, missionbaycc.org.